Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Jamie Middleman, who is the founder and host of Flame Bearers. Jamie was receiving her Master's of Public Administration from the Harvard Kennedy School when she founded Flame Bearers, which is the first global storytelling platform celebrating the stories of women, Olympians, and Paralympians. From household names to unsung heroes around the world, each featured story highlights the success, struggles, and social issues that drive the world's most prestigious athletes. We have so much to talk about today, Jamie. Thank you for being here, and let's just jump right into this and welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. Before we talk about your professional journey I would like you to describe your life thus far in one word. There's three words that come to mind. Okay. Acceptable. I know I'm kind of breaking the rules. I would say. That's okay. (laughs) I would say adventure, obsession, and joy. Ooh, okay. Let's cover those. So adventure. Adventure. I have grown up. I grew up in a small town, um, Dover, Massachusetts, with one stoplight. It's about 40 minutes southwest of Boston. And I have always been curious about things that are very different than me. So my first job out of college, I moved to uh, Chittagong, Bangladesh and worked at the first liberal arts school for women in Asia. I've applied to be on Survivor three times. I love putting myself in uncomfortable situations. So that's why adventure. I think it's something that has kind of dictated my life personally as well as professionally. Obsession, because this is not the fun stuff, but I have a pretty serious diagnosed OCD. So I think a lot of my life has been kind of actually largely driven through struggles with obsession and overcoming that. And then I'd say the last one is joy, because... I think that I have been very lucky and to be able to prioritize that. And it's something that I actively seek. Mm, Wow. Thank you so much for number one, providing those three words. I'm glad you broke the box. You know, I really like, (laughs) like, (laughs) that's okay. This is what it's about. This is your platform to talk about your brilliance, to talk about all this great stuff you've done and you've created in the world. So if it's one word or three words, hurrah, yes, absolutely. (laughs) So let's also talk about your past, where you grew up, and some of the events and experiences that support where you are today in your journey. Sure. So I was a undergrad. I went to small liberal arts school, Middlebury, Vermont, and I was an international affairs major. Again, the idea of learning things that are different than what I knew, wanting to immerse myself in different cultures, languages. I I studied abroad in Spain. I had to learn Spanish and really trying to understand perspectives that were different than my, than my own. I was a gender studies minor, have always been really passionate about working with women and girls 
and graduated thinking I wanted to be a teacher specifically working with women. And that's how I ended up across the world in Bangladesh. Unfortunately, I ended up getting dengue fever and typhoid. Um, so I kind of won the health lottery on that. But I think in hindsight, um, millions of people get them every year. I was lucky enough to be able to afford saltines and ginger ale. And I came home to the U.S. and I started taking on some marketing and communications work for the university. And in hindsight, that was a massive blessing in disguise because it opened up my eyes to the impact you could have through changing how people think. So essentially, as a teacher, I had access to the 15 students in my classroom, but through the ability to create content from a marketing and communications perspective, I could reach hundreds, thousands, potentially millions of people and tap into how they think about things. And that was really cool to me. Um, long story short, I, I ended up at a for-profit wanting to work with charitable causes. I had dealt with some of the struggles on the nonprofit space, the, the inefficiencies, the grant writing. And I said, I want to be on a for-profit side working with charitable causes. I then was in Manhattan working with the conglomerate of Yahoo, TechCrunch, AOL, and I manage our corporate social responsibility. So basically every year they would donate a ton of ad space and editorials to charitable causes with focus on women and girls, and I allocated it. So I got to work at that intersection of public-private partnerships, all while supporting what I really cared about, which was women and girls. It was during about, I think it was four years there and I was looking around and seeing who was getting promoted. And frankly, it was pretty much all people with MBAs. I did not have an MBA. Quantitative stuff was frankly my weak suit. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get an MBA. I went to Dartmouth uh, Tech School of Business again, because I love the woods at Middlebury, Dartmouth. I, I love being in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of my thing. It's where it's my happy place. And it was there that I came up with the idea, or rather the idea hit me that I should get a second master's, a master's in public policy or public administration. And the, frankly, the reason that idea even came to mind for me was because we had a dual degree program. And I was looking at the type of people who were getting those programs, and I was really inspired by them. And I knew that the work I wanted to do was at the intersection of bringing people together and community building and public-private partnerships. But I didn't even know a master's of public administration, frankly, was a thing. Hmm. So I'm pretty grateful for my time and, and for the students who came before me because I wouldn't have even known that that master's had been a possibility. And then when I began to see all the incredible work that my colleagues were doing, that was kind of what inspired me to go back to school yet again. Wow, what an evolution. What a journey. You've done so much, and yet you're doing even more. So let's talk about what else you've created here. You've created something called Flame Bearers, and let's talk about the significance of this platform, how it was born, the movement and community that you've built. Talk more about this. Sure. So one thing a lot of people can't see from the outside is that Unknowingly, this was kind of my own personal rescue mission in a certain way. I started Flame Bears between my two years of Harvard, which is where I was getting my master's in public administration. 
and I had lost my dad to brain cancer right before I started at business school. And then I almost lost my mom the summer after. And essentially I was struggling with these ideas of, okay, going back to work, what do you care about? Who are the relationships that you really want to invest in? Asking really big questions. And I think Flame Bears was in a certain way, frankly, what I needed to inspire me to get out of my place of darkness. So essentially what it is, the first storytelling platform that illuminates the unsung stories of women, Olympians, and Paralympians. So our goal is to tell the stories of the best women athletes in the world from all corners of the globe and to really do them justice in their their journeys of resilience. And I think personally, it was really, really helpful for me to be speaking with these athletes every day because they were getting up training you know, through COVID, not knowing if the Olympics or Paralympics were even going to happen, but yet they had this Northern star that they were working towards. And it was incredibly exciting, very humbling that they would talk to me. And then even cooler that at the end of the day, we were able to produce something that they were insanely proud of. So essentially, I wanted to produce their favorite media pieces on them ever done. We would bring in experts of family, of friends, of coaches, of subject matter experts who could kind of contextualize the stories the athletes were talking about. And fast forward to today, so that's three years later, we're a podcast, we do live events, and we're just getting into video work. So we've really focused on storytelling of elite women athletes but how you bring those stories to life, those are all different spokes of the wheel. You can do that in podcasts. You can do that in live events. You can do that on video or social media. So our Northern Star is really putting the athletes front and center and shining a light on who they are and what they care about. That is incredible. Let me ask you, Jamie, when you first started this, were you apprehensive? How did you take the leap? (laughs) I know you said, I was surprised that they would even talk to me. Yeah. But you did take the leap. You were courageous enough to say, I want to go there. Mm -hmm. I want to do this. I want to research in a different way and have these folks tell their stories where I can create this platform for them. Yeah. How did you overcome that fear? Or if there was, in fact, fear, how did you gather that courage to jump in? Yeah. Point blank, I was terrified. Um, I would be lying to you if I if I hid that. I had, in the very beginning, I didn't know what I was doing and I was building the plane as I was flying. I read every book on podcasting. I spoke to everyone who had a podcast. But at the end of the day, guess what? I had to produce my first one and I had to jump in. And there's no amount of research or no amount of prep work that can prepare you for actually doing the work yourself. So I think how I actually gained the courage, frankly, was by thinking about my parents. And I know that that sounds perhaps a little trite or silly, but I think that phase of my life and losing my dad and almost my mom, who are two of my greatest role models, really put things in perspective for me. And I realized that I had kind of been a little bit of a chicken professionally until that point. I had perhaps not taken the risks that... I would have wanted to. And I'm not looking back at my career saying, what if? But I think that when you go through a period of loss, it puts things in perspective. 
you now have a level of of tragedy and I'm, my life has been incredible compared to many but I think having gone through something that felt to me like a massive loss I was like you know what what's the worst that could happen so what if I fail is that really going to be worse than you know saying goodbye to your dad who died of brain cancer no it's going to be embarrassing and so what it's a gap on your resume but at the end of the day you gave it a shot and that's better than sitting on the sidelines absolutely I appreciate you talking about how you jumped in, how you used the whole idea of of loss and tragedy to overcome your own fears. And we, I get it. I get it. We all have it. We've all been there in regards to having fears, but how we experience that may look different for each of us. Mm-hmm. What I always love to say is no matter what generation we are, we may have experienced the world from different perspectives, but we still feel love, sadness, joy. We all have the same feelings, but the experience and how we move through the world is different. So this is what I love about what you're doing regarding your podcast, live events, virtual events, film, and so forth and so on, because it really does share these valuable and courageous stories. Let me ask you another question. When you developed your platform, Flame Bears, were you an athlete? So personally, I would say yes. But in the context of Olympians and Paralympians, I do not wear that hat when speaking with them. Um, So I I did play college soccer for a little bit. Growing up, I was a three-season athlete. I just just ran my second marathon that, you know, I do have my yoga instructor certification. So in my own personal life, sports – has 100% been one of my greatest teachers. Probably the trigger for some of my greatest moments of joy. Also, on the flip side, some of my most embarrassing, worst, most cringeworthy moments I've ever had. But, you know, that's not what I lead with. I think there's a ton of podcasts out there that are hosted by retired professional athletes. That was not me. So my differentiator is more in my background and training in the media space and what I can offer the athletes in terms of centering them, centering their narrative, and bringing in the experts to provide context to support who they are. Oh my goodness. Well done. I love, again, how you've created what you've created here, how you support these narratives, these stories. So let me jump to my next question. The Flame Bearers values are curiosity, trustworthiness, and fearlessness. Please tell us more about these values and why they're so meaningful to you and serve as the foundation for this mission. Such a good question. Let's start with fearlessness. It's the idea that we are all on a journey to really become the best versions of ourselves. I think that with every podcast episode that we produce, there's the idea that we want listeners and our community members to to be able to look in the mirror and to see some or hear some part of themselves and what the athletes are sharing. So it's this idea that um, that they too can be fearless and they can do they too can go for their dreams even if they're not athletes. So while these athletes are talking about the idea of becoming the best in the world, which is an unbelievably fearless goal. I want our listeners to be like, oh, wow, I can be a better version of myself tomorrow too. 
So that's definitely the first one. Curiosity in terms of the idea of knowing that how much we don't know and how much we can learn from other people and how different we all are. And that when we are curious and frankly, not judgmental about other people, but come from a place of inquiry rather than judgment, that the bridges we can build and the relationships that can come from that are only going to add value. And then lastly, but certainly not least, trustworthiness. This is really important to us because we want to make sure that every athlete we worked with feels like we nailed her story. At the end of the day, it is her story. It's not mine. I'm just giving her the mic and the credibility that she deserves. And that's why we share everything with athletes for approval. And they get to edit it. If they don't like it, we'll make any changes that they want. Because at the end of the day, their story is something that is so precious to them that it's really important that they trust that if we work with them, that we are going to go to bat for them. I love that. And I also really appreciate that you have these values, that you are so familiar with them, that you right away can describe why they're so meaningful. Because I think a lot of times, and this is something I write about and I talk about quite often, our core values and beliefs. Yeah. And we've been conditioned to learn others' core values and beliefs from our parents to our clergy yeah. to our educators to all these different folks that have good intentions. However, if you're not walking in alignment with those core values and beliefs, then it's really going to stunt your growth your foundation for everything that you do from your relationships to your business, to your everything. It seeps into everything. So I love this question. I love your answer to this question because it is so (laughs) foundational. It's so important. Your thoughts? Completely agree. I also, you know, in this crazy world where everyone is selling something, doing something, I want people to know what they're getting when they work with me. When they come to our website, I want them to know very clearly, this is who we are. And, you know, we're going to go to bat for that. You're never going to find someone who says, you know, they misrepresented me because guess what? We're just not going to produce something if it's, if it's not on point. Absolutely love it. So we've covered so much here. And thank you so much for being on. But as we come to the close of the interview, my last question is, If you were to leave the listeners with some words of encouragement, what would they be? I would say, I used to listen to the the song 100 Years by Five for Fighting on repeat when I was little. My nightmare, I used to have obsessive thoughts about becoming Uncle Scrooge and essentially not living a meaningful life. And I'm still working on that. What is a life well lived? You know, is is it the relationships? Is it the career? Is it the money? Is it the, the, the power? Blah, blah, blah. And I think what I have come down to is making sure that I approach every day to the fullest. So then when I lay my head down at night, I can be like, you know what? You did a good job today. So I think the one piece of concrete advice I would give to people would be that when you start every day, make sure that you're waking up and coming into it with a clear goal and something you want to accomplish. So when you are going to sleep, You can say, hey, you know what? I did it. Or maybe I didn't hit the mark, but there's always tomorrow. Hmm. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Jamie, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you for having me.
Absolutely. You can follow Jamie Middleman and Flame Bearers on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and at flamebearers.com. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love & Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.